Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Braston Domus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. It's showtime. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen, the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the Fantrax HQ family. D. Mendy here. I'm joined, as always, by Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. John, how was your weekend? Uh, it, was, it was all right. It's a weekend. Didn't have a Raiders game this weekend, so it was cool. So that actually might have made it good, right? <laughs> Also joined by the guy who hates jinxes just as much as I do, and that's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's up? You jinxed me. I no, hate I said you. We, we both hate – no, that was not me that jinxed you. Let's not do that. But Let's you hate not them. talk about jinxes. Fair enough, fair enough. Of course, rounding out the normal crew the, and the international man of mystery, and that's the Bradster Domus, a.k.a. Brad Kilgore. What's going on, man? Can't complain, man. Happy to be here. Always enjoying your presence, man. Your presence is a present. And <laughs> joining the show as a guest this week, who's not a Soviet Russian nor a spy. Co-host of Drunken and Talking Fantasy Football. And the star when I see a star is linked to his Twitter page. The man of many voices. Of the fan of the discount double chuck and the green 19s. We welcome in Jake Trowbridge. What's going on, man? <laughs> I am just enthralled at what just happened. And I and I can't that will circulate in my head for days now. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, amazing introduction there, David. Dude, I, I know you, your impressions are so spot on. I was like, I'm not going to reach the Jake tier, but I will try to be the next tier below and try to keep up with him. So uh, I um, hope that wasn't too bad for you. So you know what, appreciate it. You know what's funny? Before we go on, David told Jake, oh, make fun if you want, if Eric, if you want. And I said, David, you're <laughs> ugly. And John said, oh, you guys look alike. Why well, don't do that? That's what makes <laughs> David ugly. Hey, you know what, man? I just, I just put myself out there. Whoever wants to judge me can judge me. It's all good. But um, besides the impressions, we actually are here for some good football talk, some drinks tonight. I'm cracking open my... My dogfish head beer. Jake, what are you drinking tonight? I'm rocking the uh, Wisconsinite Weiss beer. I'm just going all about Wisconsin in your faces, apparently. I apologize. <laughs> Actually, I don't apologize because that's just who I am. Uh, but it's from Lakefront. It's a good wheat beer. Oh, wheat beer sounds pretty good. I think now I'm kind of underwhelming with what I've got here. Is that is that your go-to on your normal show or is it kind of a switch up? I, I just I drink whatever I've bought uh, over the last couple of weeks for my fridge it's always a variety i like a lot of dark beers once it gets winter time big stout guy 
Uh, I also enjoy a good sour. I'll, I'll drink almost anything except for those crazy ass IPAs. I don't, I don't mess with those. No, I, not an IPA guy. All right. Well, I was going to say I should have put beer connoisseur in your title. Like I kind of messed that one up. Is that, I still uh, have a garbage palate, though. Let's be honest. Like I will drink <laughs> everything because I truly don't know anything about beer, uh, except that I don't like it when my taste buds burn from those double IPAs. That's how I am with wine. Like I can't taste the difference between like a an expensive bottle and a nine dollar bottle of wine, and I, I'm and I'm happy for it. I never want to be you, able to. Can you exactly. taste the difference between a bag and a bottle of wine, Brad? That's a big question. Uh, that's a good question, <laughs> and not really. A little bit, but not really. Lesson learned. I just don't drink wine in general, honestly. I stay away from it. Um, But we have a big show planned for today because it is championship week. But before we get into championship week, we have to hop into some news and notes from around the league. And we are going to start off with Pro Bowl rosters being released. And there's always snubs. So I'm going to start with you, Jake. What is your biggest snub from the Pro Bowl roster that did not make it. God, I, I wish that we didn't start off with this after I just talked about how much of a Wisconsin thing I'm putting up front, but I have to do it. It's Robert Tunyon. Why the hell is Robert Tunyon <laughs> not on that Pro Bowl roster when Evan Ingram somehow leapfrogs him? It's just wild to me because their stats are almost identical with the big exception that Tunyon has 10 touchdowns to Ingram's one touchdown, and it's clearly a much bigger focal point of the offense. You know what? It's not even a homer pick. That probably might be the biggest one that I found, especially when you like someone Evan Ingram making it, who was absolutely garbage. So I clearly agree with that take. John, what are you thinking? Keep it positive. We don't want Evan Ingram tweeting about how he doesn't like fantasy football. Exactly. exactly. Oh, you're right. (laughs) So, John, who are you going with for this one? I was going to say James Robinson. He's one of only three guys with a thousand yards already. I just think that production alone, he's, he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns, but he's also had a few called back, which isn't really the running backs fault. I think it's just a Jacks like Jacksonville does not get Pro Bowl votes. Facts. That is true. People were saying I saw kind of circulating around Twitter that he's a stat accumulator, but he didn't make a huge difference for his team, and that was the argument. So it's, it's, I, he's not winning MVP. He's winning Pro Bowl. Like that's the point. <laughs> Fair enough. Brad, what about you? Morrison would make it from the Raiders playing linebacker. He wasn't making a big difference either. (laughs) That's true. What about you, Brad? Yeah. No, I think Jake hit the nail on the head. I had Tunyon as well. Um, He's kind of become somebody that's a verified second option for Rodgers and somebody we thought Rodgers, you know, didn't actually have. And the way he can create these players out of nowhere, sometimes the reason the Packers don't spend money on assets, they're offensive weapons, but – you know, at the end of the day, there's only one other tight end with 10 touchdowns, and it's Travis Kelsey, who's a shoo-in for the Pro Bowl. And I feel bad for him because these are the types of awards that can help you get paid. So hopefully the, the Packers value him going forward. Agreed. Eric, is yours any different from everybody else's? So I was going to go with Robinson because I think that's the obvious one. But I also think Calvin Ridley. He's six in the NFL that's in receiving right. yards. He has seven games with 100-plus yards this season. And I think – it, obviously Atlanta's blown a lot of games that they should have won, but you can't really put that on Calvin Ridley. He can only catch the ball. And um, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know how he isn't on the, the roster. All great options, honestly. Um, and all will probably get in once all the uh, people that didn't make it or that are hurt 
are going to get off the roster and they'll just get put on. So it's just a matter of time, honestly. Uh, but let's go to a little bit more relevant news here. Kansas City Chiefs run game took a big hit on Sunday. They lost CEH, my my uh, ride or die this year, my top five running back that I called before the season, which doesn't look too great right now. Bent over backwards late in the fourth quarter. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season. So David, for I'm, the record, that top five – pick did not look that great before he got injured don't put it all like how he got injured <laughs> well that's what i said i said i was like did not look good i mean he was the like 15th 16th 17th running back i think in ppr so it wasn't like it was horrible but nah dave i'm gonna use that excuse when uh when we go over our top five picks and i have to explain off the necklace that's fair <laughs> uh so my question is where do you have Le'Veon Bell ranked among running backs going forward? And is Darrell Williams worth a pickup? John, I'll start with you. I definitely have Le'Veon Bell very high. I mean, he got all the work uh, with CEH going. I think Darrell Williams only had about three carries. So it's going to be his big role in the offense, and it's a high-scoring offense. So you really have to put him up in the upper tier already. All right, fair enough. Brad? Yeah, I, I have – uh, Lev Bell is a top 15 running back. Um, Lev Bell and Williams absolutely have value now. I think sometimes we can make fantasy too hard and get caught up in momentum and matchups. But at the end of the day, you just want to give yourself opportunities to score points. And getting two calls in an explosive offense is worth a lot of, in a scarce position like running back and especially in a PPR league. So I like both of them. All right, Eric. So I need to mention this before as I was pulling it up. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but it says Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and it's a trap card. Give this to your opponent for them to take him in the first round. Make sure you cast the spell. Mahomes handpicked him. This will stun your opponent one round, allowing you to take an actual productive running back. Just need to put that out there. That is amazing. I have have Le'Veon Bell as a top 15 back. I think Brad hit the nail on the head. Don't overthink it. He's the lead back in a very high scoring offense, which presents more opportunities to score. And that's where you're going to see the most value in fantasy football. You're all wrong, but I'm going to let Jake answer first. I'm, I'm going to be wrong as well. Cause he's a fringe RB one for me, uh, based almost entirely off of his receiving capabilities. And again, if they're playing like this week, they're playing the Falcons who can put up points. It doesn't always look like they can, but they can put up points, especially if Julio is out there. Um, and, the Falcons do give up the six most receptions to opposing running backs, which is like overall, they're not a great matchup for running backs. But if you're a pass catching running back, then you're fine. Okay. So as a, the Chiefs fan on this podcast, let me, and wearing my Chiefs shirt, let me just throw this out there. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out for the rest of the regular season and could actually miss some of the postseason, which they're not letting on. I think with the first round by, people are assuming he'll be back, but it's not guaranteed right now. Le'Veon Bell is their only insurance policy right now because they do not feel good if Darrell Williams is your starting running back if you're in the Super Bowl. So my thinking, first of all, Le'Veon Bell was not great the game that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was sick and basically was a healthy scratch just sitting on the sideline, was not productive already in that game. Was he against the Broncos, though? Yeah, the Broncos don't have an amazing run defense. It's just Le'Veon. The the Chiefs literally had to win that in the fourth quarter. I wouldn't put it on Le'Veon Bell when the whole team But you But the Chiefs also right now with nothing really to risk. The Chiefs just have to win one of their last two games to get a first-round bye. 
They're not going to risk the health of their only healthy, productive running back and run him into the ground. I expect I it to argument. be a I expect it to be a lot more of a 50-50 split than people realize. And it's not but, going to be the Le'Veon Bell show and that they're going to make sure that they can keep him healthy while they make sure they secure that first round by. Well, he, the way Pittsburgh's playing, they might not even have to win another one. A Buffalo, yeah, too. Yeah. I don't know if uh, if the Chiefs lost out, if Buffalo would – but I guess the Chiefs would have it over Buffalo, but who I'll knows? i say I had a similar take with the Jaguars for James Robinson, and they just kept feeding him even though they have nothing to play for really. So I don't know. Sometimes we overestimate, you know, kind of knowing what these guys' game plans are going to be, even if it's just, you know, common sense, but we'll see. All right, I also let's... think even if it is a 60-40 split, which is probably fairly close and reasonable to project here, I think Bell is going to get the majority of the passing work still. So that's still like seriously just based on that volume alone. It's hard for me to move him too far down. But I do, do get what you're saying there for sure. Well said, everybody. Let's move to the next bit of news. Carolina Panthers fired GM Marty Herney. Was Marty Herney a good GM? I have no idea. Jalen Hurts threw four <laughs> touchdowns against the Cardinals. Just a kind of collective thing here, just yes or no. Were you impressed? And is he the franchise quarterback going forward, Jake? Yeah, it's hard not to be impressed. I I was low on him for sure. Like when I found out he was going to get the start, I was low. I just thought, well, I don't know. Wentz can't do it. Hurts won't be able to do it. Uh, he'll put on a show. I did expect a lot more excitement for Hertz, um, at least to close out the year, because it'd be hard to be more lackluster, I think, in that department than Wentz was. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I think that they did find their guy. I was curious how he'd fit that system um, overall. I think I didn't realize how close he was kind of to Carson Wentz's play style, except that he knows when to get rid of a ball and not take a sack. So that's very true. John, same thing. Franchise quarterback Jalen Hurts. He better be. I know Wentz has got a big contract, so it makes it a little tough, but find something to do with him. But don't make him play quarterback. Brad? <laughs> yeah, man. My, my hottest take a couple weeks ago was that the Eagles would make the Super Bowl if they made the playoffs. And it looks like I'm going to be wrong on that one, but it's clear to me that <laughs> he's a special talent, man. Like, to me, you look at his history and he just he gets better every year and or rises to the occasion. He's just a winner and his teammates always seem to love him. He lost his job to two at Bama because he couldn't throw. And then he gets a chance to start at Bama again and he wins and plays well. Next year, he transfers to a school that can showcase his improvement throwing the ball, and he becomes a Heisman finalist. Like, if you just, you know, look at a guy like him and how he continues to get better, it's hard not to fall in love. And he's he's got a, a nice floor being able to, to run as well. So if it's not going on in the passing game, he can kind of he can make it work still. I just I think he's exactly what the Eagles thought they had in Wentz when he was, you know, having his original. Pro Bowl years, and and I think uh, Hurts is showing that talent now at a much cheaper price. Doc, just give me a thumbs up. Do you agree? Jalen Hurts had his that, best fantasy game. Of his the, sir, I knew you were going in this direction. Just I, give me a I, thumbs I, up I and let's know, move on. I, I just need to get this out, David. You talk 60% of the show. <laughs> Jalen Hurts had his best fantasy game that he will ever have in his entire career. His past Sunday. No one cares. David, shut up. You're I like still it. I like ugly. It. You're I still like ugly. Right, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to be a franchise quarterback, but he will not put up 37 points ever again in a fantasy game. 
Put my okay. word on it. This is a long bet. Eric, let's do a bet on this yeah. one. I have about 10 years to cash in on it. <laughs> okay, you, you and I will talk off air. All right, fair <laughs> enough. And then it's the last little bit here. The Pats were eliminated from the postseason for the first time since 2008. I don't know what you guys were doing in 2008. Uh, sophomore in high school, so that was a long time ago. Nobody cares, David. <laughs> the Jags are in line for the number one pick. Say hello to Trevor Lawrence. Boys. Huh? There's too much animosity. I don't like the brothers fighting. Oh, it's, it's, it's the <laughs> usual thing. You know that by now. And interesting stat for you guys. Le'Veon Bell and Des Bryant, Antonio Brown, Frank Gore, and Larry Fitzgerald all scored on Sunday for the second time in history. And the other time was in 2017, actually. So blast from the past from three years ago. Thought you guys might like that. There's your there lesson. You go. All right. Who said those old sons of bitches can't still play? <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Helping people win their fantasy championships. Love it. You know, and- Jay, I'm going to start. I love that. I'm going to start calling people old sons of bitches. <laughs> and if I say it in that tone you did, I think they'll take it as a compliment. You old son of a bitch. How are you? You can get away with saying that as long as you have a smile on your face. <laughs> you like hearing what, you, uh, what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more Triple Play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy uh, baseball and a basketball show that you can check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about lighting up the Apple Podcast app with a five-star rating and review of the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Triple Play Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, annoying gifts, and, of course, our weekly episode drops. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a brad. The apps were downloaded by the chimney with care, in hopes that triple play would be there. The listeners were nestled and snuggled in their beds, with visions of Doc being wrong danced in their heads. Foosball in his bed and I in my cap, ready to light up your podcasting app. Make sure you listen and have us on your queue. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you the loyal player for your listens each and every week. I love how that voice went in and out, depending on where you were in like the sentence. Of Did it go in and out? I totally like <laughs> went blank. You know, I said this last week on our baseball show, David, how are you engaged? You're a loser. Uh, I think people appreciate my poetry. Maybe just not oh, my voice. Having a personality. Man. He's just angry. Cause he's not in the, in this fancy finals. <laughs> I always thought that part was pre-recorded <laughs> while wow, he sounds the same every time. No, man, it's all authentic for you. Uh, so we are in week 16, which means I have to play this. And you got to cut it, David. It's, it's now a fair oh, exactly. You got to cut it. <laughs> We're above the law on this show. So hopefully you'll be hearing plenty of that music play after week 16. Because right now, week six, eight, 16 is you're in the fantasy championship. This is the week that players become near and dear to your heart, winning you a fantasy championship. This is the week that you overdraft players next year because of these players' heroics. This is the week that sets apart the strong from the weak. Each of our panel of analysts has looked at every matchup this week and are going to give you four players that are being started in less than 75% of leagues that you need to seriously consider to play for championship week. These are players that you're staking your reputation to so you can help win someone that piece of metal or that cash that they'll probably blow on a night out of drinking. All right. So let's go and let's start with the quarterbacks. And Jake, you're the guest. So 
who we're going to use ESPN. Obviously, I'm sure like percentages are similar-ish across most sites. So uh, we used ESPN just for this exercise. But again, this could apply to a lot of different places. Jake, which quarterback 75% started or under are you locking in confidence this week? I was actually shocked that this guy was uh, under enough to fit this category because he's been on a tear recently. And I think the name and the previous situation is scaring them off. It's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has been absolutely crushing lately. And I know that feels icky to say and probably feels icky to hear to a lot of you folks. And that's fine. Um, But he has had basically 300 yards um, every week the last three weeks. At least two touchdowns every week the last three weeks. His receivers have been playing good enough. Uh, His running backs have been playing stellar, which has opened up a lot of things for him. He gets um, this week Jets, I believe. Is that right? He does. That can't be right. That can't be right. In a week 16 matchup in your championship, you get a quarterback like this to play the Jets. Yeah, it just seems almost unfair um now to be fair if you made it all this far you might not have made it on the back of baker mayfield but if you get the opportunity to start him this week i think you have to i like that baker was one of the guys i was choosing between great call there jake john who are you following that up with um i'm surprised as well that this guy is only owned in 50 percent of leagues we already talked about him a lot it's jalen hurts i mean he's on a tear he had more total yards in his last game than wentz has ever had in his career in a game I, and he gets to play the Cowboys. It, he, he's available in half a leagues. Go do it. Unless you have like Mahomes or somebody. Is there anybody besides Patrick Mahomes that you would be 100% playing over Jalen Hurts? Maybe Lamar because he's turning it back on a little bit. Josh Allen? Maybe yeah, those three. Those three. Kyle Pick Murray? Him up right now. So Kyle crazy. Murray. So he's pretty much a top five quarterback. No question, right? In my opinion, yes, especially against the Cowboys. So would you take Hurts over Tannehill? Yes. I would too. I've already actually, if you watch the DFS show that comes out Sundays, uh, Ryan Tannehill's splits between home and road games is astronomical. He's horrible as far as his statistics on the road. His home statistics are outrageous. So he's on the road at Green Bay in a cold game that should be a Derrick Henry game. I would be fading Tannehill for Jalen Hurts, for sure. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I like uh, Mitch Trubisky here. So he's only rostered in 28% of leagues. I think you read he's my going up against, <laughs> He's going up against a Jags defense that's been shredded on several occasions. Uh, David Montgomery looks like he's hit his stride and he's really ending the season strong. The addition of that running game makes it easier to throw off play actions and bootlegs, which helps Allen Robinson and company. And Trubisky has some wheels, so he provides a nice little floor. So I like him there. I like Mitch a lot too. I'll I'll talk a little bit more about him as well in a second. Doc, what about you? So Justin Herbert has only started in 65.4% of leagues. And he's facing the Broncos this week, who have no cornerbacks. I think they had like three healthy ones on Saturday and one got hurt. His last game at Denver, he threw for 278 yards and three touchdowns. Now the past five games, this is his passing attempts. 49, 52, 53. 44-32. He's going to throw the ball, and that accumulates more stats, hopefully getting you a fantasy championship. All right, fair enough. I'm going to stay on that Mitch Trubisky train, which is weird to say in the uh, in the championship week, honestly, if I could speak. Uh, he, I mean, 
first of all, you obviously he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, which in itself should get you intrigued in that matchup. But if you kind of look a little bit more under the hood and into the matchup a little bit, in four games since regaining that starting role from Nick Foles, he's averaged 244.5 passing yards per game, two passing touchdowns, and 18.3 rushing yards. So that's his floor right now, what he's been averaging. Jacksonville has given up at least two quarterback touchdowns in eight straight games. So Trubisky will likely hit that floor that we're talking about, but that upside against his opponent is so much higher. It's obviously tough to recommend him to start over the big guns, but I think in this game, people are going to be a lot more gravitated to David Montgomery and rightfully so. But if you just watch what Lamar Jackson just did to them through the air, um, I think this is a game that Allen Robinson and he's owned in too high. So we can't talk about him, but I think this is a revenge game for him. So there's going to be motivation to get him the ball, which means Mitch is going to be involved in that regard. I am okay going the Mitch Trubisky route in this game over the Montgomery route. If you're in a DFS format, uh, obviously you're playing David Montgomery in season long, but I'm a big fan of Mitch this week. I, I love say, revenge uh, games. I love revenge games. It's a good David narrative. Montgomery, David Montgomery dynasty stock is just back in the dead. I had him in a, <laughs> I had him in one of my leagues, and I was really disappointed. And now I feel like he's, you know, he's like a 23 year old back. So we can see where this goes. Hopefully, he continues this trend. All right, let's move from that and let's talk about running backs. And let's let Johnny Foosball kick off the running back discussion. Who you got? Uh, it's uh, Salvin Ahmed. Uh, he's not rostered Ahmed. a ton. It's Ahmed. Uh, at all. Ahmed, you're, you're correct. You're correct. And I know that maybe Gaskin comes back, which hurts his value, but he's put up 20 points last week. He's put up 50 points, 15 points earlier i think he's proven that he can take a share of that work even if gaskin comes back which isn't uh a guarantee yet and he plays the porous uh oakland raiders rush defense which have just been giving up like eight yards of carry to people it's crazy great and anybody knows that defense well it's you john that's your squad <laughs> so uh the good insight there what about you brad i had the exact same pick i'm not even gonna echo him <laughs> All right, any other analysis you want to add to that or just nothing different from what he said? No, I think he hit everything on the head. You know, even if Gaskin were to come back, it's not like he's going to take all the carries and he's not going to be 100%. Um, I just, it looks like the way the Dolphins are bringing along Tua, they kind of want him to be more of a game manager, don't make mistakes, just make, you know, good intermediate throws and be accurate. And then we're going to control the clock and, try to win by, you know, getting a lead and then controlling possession. And that bodes really well for a running back's game script. So I, I like, I like Ahmed. All right, Doc, are you differing from them too? Yeah, I tweeted about this guy preseason. He's somebody I've kept on my bench in all of my leagues. Go ahead and brag. And that's Gus Edwards. So Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch last week. He's had 11 touches the past two weeks and he gets a lot of goal line carries. I know J.K. Dobbins did get a touchdown last week. But the Steelers are losing, which I think is incentive for Ravens to push even harder for a playoff spot. His past three weeks, he's put up 10.1, 17.8, and 8.8 fantasy games. And the Giants cornerbacks are above average. So I think you see a really heavy run approach from the Ravens. And hopefully that equals some Gus Edwards short touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. You're going the Gus Edwards route over the J.K. Dobbins route. That's That's an interesting angle. And you know what? Gus Edwards owned in 10.2% of leagues. That was somebody that I was riding riding or dying with besides Chase Edmonds. So. 
Good thing we have Jake to get some good analysis next. Go ahead, Jake. Who are you picking? Boy, if you guys are banking on good analysis for me, I think you brought the the wrong Jake onto your podcast here. But I will go anyways, and I'm going to say J.D. McKissick. And I know. Thank you, right? I didn't, even have, no. I didn't even have to look to see if this guy was 70% started or not. Um, but now here is the thing, and David, maybe we can have a good back and forth about this. I okay. didn't know for sure if I should stick with him because of the quarterback turmoil now, who is actually starting at quarterback if they have a quarterback active to start uh, depends on what happens with Dwayne Haskins and his mask strip club gate that happened uh, today, Alex Smith and his calf injury. Uh, who's, who's there? I don't know. It doesn't matter though, because JD McKissick is just going to rack up targets. That's what he does. Um, whether or not Antonio Gibson comes back still doesn't matter for me with McKissick, because while Gibson was there, he's still racking up targets. Um, Carolina, who they get to face, they are tied fifth for the most receptions to opposing running backs with Atlanta. It's just a no-brainer for me if you have a flex spot to get McKissick in there. Yeah, I mean, again, I think maybe accidentally when I sent you the script, I must have sent this part of my notes in there. J.D. McKissick is, I think, going to be a dog this week. I don't disagree with anything you said. Obviously, I think Antonio Gibson playing is a big factor, but without him, he's averaged 17 and a half touches per game for 96 and a half yards and has scored once over the last few games without Gibson there. And I think he's an RB2 with really high PPR upside. Panthers have allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs on the season. And like you said, fifth most, I think, receptions to the position. So why not J.D. McKissick winning you that fantasy championship? And, and it goes without saying, I, I'm, no one touched on it, so I'll just put it out there. If Zeke does not go, Tony Pollard's probably going to touch the ball 20 times against the Eagles, who have given up the third most rushing touchdowns against, have given up uh, 100, yard, 100 total yards to six straight running backs, and have allowed a running back to score in four straight games. So that's obvious. I think if... <laughs> To everybody that knows fantasy is going to be starting Tony Pollard, but I'll just throw that out there just in case. So great picks from everybody. Let's slide over to the wide receiver position. And this one gets very, very dicey. So many inconsistent players. Brad, please guide us to some light here. Who's going to shine the light for us at wide receiver? Yeah, I, I think John really said it all when he was talking about Hurts earlier. And I, kind of professed my love for him as well. So I'm going with one of his receivers. I like I like Jalen Rager. Um, Rager? Yeah, he's against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys defense gets shredded all year, and I don't think it's going to stop with Jalen Hurts at the helm, and the Eagles could run this one up, and he's only 20% owned in, in, uh, in league. So I, it looks like he's emerging as a favorite target. So I'd like to see that I, play out. I don't have the starting percentage for Alshon Jeffrey in front of me, but I think he was the most targeted last week. He was. He was. But I'd rather bank on the young <laughs> than Alshon Jeffrey. I'm honestly uh, impressed Alshon is playing a game this year. It didn't seem like it was going to happen. It was like a it ghost did. was on the field when he caught the ball. It was shocking to me, honestly. Uh, Doc, who are you picking? So for me, it's somebody that I didn't think at the beginning of the year I would even talk about his name being relevant. But it's Antonio Brown and started in, in 28.1% of leagues. Finally had his first touchdown with Tampa Bay. He's had five plus targets every single week and back to back catches with five or back to back weeks with five catches. He actually was tied with Gronk with the most amount of targets the past Sunday. I think Brady is starting to uh, hone in on people that he's more comfortable with. 
The Lions have an awful, awful secondary, and I don't think he's going to be the focus of the defense. I think they're going to try to shut down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin first. I think Antonio Brown is the second or third option, and against a really bad pass defense, I think he has the opportunity to score a long touchdown. All right, you know why I gave you the X button? (laughs) Why? Detroit ranks last against running backs this season. You also have a four or five guys in the, the pass catchers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you combine the per, the worst run defense versus a grab bag as pass catchers with Brady being inefficient for most of the season with getting it to one guy. Are you really going to bank on that in your championship? All right, David. Didn't realize you could predict the future. How come you haven't won DraftKings every week? Three, uh, let's see how the results play out. Four, um, it's somebody that started in less than 75% of leagues. So, uh, <laughs> I'll leave that there. Um, I cannot wait till if Antonio Brown scores a touchdown Sunday, you might have to block my phone number. <laughs> Fair enough. Jake, what about you? Where are you going? It sounds like you're going to have to lock your doors because I think he's going to come and just barrel through your your entryway to to prove you wrong. Uh, which I would do the same thing, Eric, if I'm being honest. So, oh yeah, uh, great idea, Jake. I I am going to go uh, similar to, to Brad's concept here. I'm going with the young guy who I think is going to be uh, the focal point, despite the old guy kind of showing up lately. And it's T Higgins. So mm-hmm. they get to play Houston okay. here this week. Um, Tyler Boyd, I don't know what's happening with him. It sounds like he may be out. Depends on if he clears the concussion protocol for this week or not. Uh, yet it's dicey because Ryan Findlay is going to be their starting quarterback. And we saw, interestingly, against the Steelers, he was actually very effective, but on the ground. He used his legs. He didn't throw very much at all. But that was the game plan against the Steelers, I think, to throw them off. You're facing a much different situation, a much different secondary, a much different front with Houston. I think they're going to let him actually throw a little bit more. He'll get enough targets, I think, to make him fantasy valuable for sure. And I could see him easily getting at least one touchdown. Fingers crossed for Maltese, though. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Uh, I mean, I have T- I'm have a T. Higgins owner, and I'm hurting bad because of injuries. So that might sway me to actually get him in the lineup. So I like that. John, what about you? Well, I had Jarvis Landry, which I thought was almost a cop out. I think he's like everybody 68%. look at my notes. I think he's at sixty eight percent. So I'm kind of shying away from that. Like he's playing the Jets. Baker's on a hot streak. Jarvis is on a hot streak. There's a lot to touch on, um, but I really wanted to take a stab at this one. Alan Lazard, he plays on Thursday, and wouldn't you want to win your fantasy championship on a Thursday when he has a big game? Because Tennessee gives it. up some points to wide receivers. If you truly want to go big or go home, play Alan Lazard. I think he plays Sunday night. I'm like 90. Oh, I misread it. I saw the T for Tennessee and saw Thursday. Don't start him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I like it. Uh, Well, John, you brought his name up. I will go the Jarvis Landry route. I actually had two guys written down. Jarvis Landry, uh, he – to kind of go further in depth against the Jets here, he the Jets have actually been the worst team against number one wide receivers this season, giving up a league-leading 90.4 yards per game. Their run defense is actually not that bad, as you saw last week against the Rams. And when you see them getting blown out a lot of these games, it's been mostly due to the quarterback just airing it out and running them out of the building. 
So I think this game is going to, even though Chubb and Hunt are monsters, I think that Baker Mayfield throws at least two touchdowns in this game. And I think Landry's the beneficiary of one and at least one of them. And you add the fact that they also give up eight completions a game to the opposing number one. That's a kind of a good, juicy looking snacky matchup right there. So, uh, but if you want to go to someone, uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking it looks like a snack, but it didn't come out how I wanted it to. No, no, no. Keep, keep the confidence. <laughs> uh, we we're just another... going to roll past that, David. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to ignore that. Uh, we're going to also, I'll bring up MVS. And since John brought up Alan Lazard, it's like John and me were kind of in sync. And the reason I like MVS a little bit more over Alan Lazard is Tennessee just itself is just a pass funnel. Like everything can just funnel in the air through Tennessee. Fifth worst DVOA against wide receivers. And they are the worst team against the slot. And that's where MBS actually mostly plays is in the slot. If you look at uh, percentages of snaps on the field, he plays mostly in, his, in the slot for the Packers. So I think he could be a sneaky play on that Sunday night game. He catch that 60-yard bomb that wins you your league. My, my only uh, argument against it is it's a Sunday night game, David. Do you really want to wait that long to see if you have a shot to win? <laughs> so it's the complete opposite now. <laughs> I love that. I, I like having the later games because I'm like, all right, I'm down four. If if blah, blah, blah just gets five points, I win. Like, I, I'd rather I, have that power. I, I saw somebody post something outrageous where somebody had Juju and Eric Ebron and lost while they were up like half a point or something going I into the that. night. So be careful. <laughs> am, am I Okay, so Jake, let me ask you. Am I the only one that if I'm winning, let's say I'm up by one point, and I have anybody playing – following their their whole team being done if i'm winning do you don't you just bench the rest of your team just in case something like that happens especially in the playoffs where you're not even going for seeding anymore so well no i mean let jake answer first and then i'll ask you guys if it's if it's fully allowed within your league settings if there is zero uh gray area on this matter then i'm i'm fine with that I'm comfortable doing that again, provided that you have somebody that you can just swap out and it's fine and it's easy. Uh, if there's any gray area about it though, I'm the kind of guy, like I'm not going to start <laughs> any issues doing something like that. So I would probably just leave him in and hope for the best, but I might find myself on the losing end because of a uh, Eric Ebron situation. So what do I know? <laughs> so I, I want to point this out because somebody mentioned it in one of the replies, the guy was up by 0.5. So a stat correction can literally make you lose. And it's not like he had a defense. He had two position players. What are the (laughs) odds that two of them get you negative combined or that one gets you negative? That's true. true. It's much more likely you're going to lose from a stat correction. You'd be like, wow, why didn't I just keep them in? Now, if it's a defense, I understand that. But position player. It's a good point, though, because – it. Like Jake said, it's like if your league doesn't allow that, and I know in the leagues we play in, it's pretty much free range. We don't say you have to set a legal lineup. If you want to bench somebody, you can. Uh, but it, again, it comes down to how your your league views it. If you have to play a legal lineup and you can't leave a spot blank, that kind of eliminates that option. So that's a good point. You bring that up. Um, Jake and, and – uh, or John and Brad, anything for that? Or you guys agree? No, I agree. All right, then let's move to the least sexy position on the field, and that's the tight end. And, Eric, I'll let you start this one off. Which tight end, and, and it's pretty much a roulette after the top three or four guys, honestly, which one under 75% started are you looking at this week? All right, so you take away then the top five options, the obvious ones, the Kelsey, the Waller, Hawk, Andrews, and Hunter Henry. 
and I'm going to somebody that's owned in, or started in 0.6% of leagues. That's Dan Arnold. So Max <laughs> Williams is out this week, which could lead to more opportunities. I love Hey Arnold. He's uh, <laughs> he's increased his targets the past four weeks from three to four to five. And I know it's like, oh, that's not sexy, but it's more opportunities to score. And I like that trend. Uh, last time the Cardinals played the 49ers, DeAndre Hopkins had 14 for 151 and 16 on 16 targets. The 49ers are the type of team where they'll let somebody else beat them the second time. So I can see a lot of double coverage with D hop and his past five games. He's averaging 18.1 yards per catch, 9.6 yards per target and four touchdowns. So it's not these dinky throws. Kyler's looking at him downfield. They're playing the Niners this week, aren't they? Yep. Saturday. That's your, that's your team. So how do they do, how do the Niners do against opposing tight ends? You should know. Uh, dude, it, it honestly ranges. Uh, it's depending on if there's a really good receiver, that's going to be the, the first, but they're also the type of team that they're not going to let someone beat them twice. So I think they neutralized Hopkins for maybe a seven eighty and touch and one touchdown, which is a huge improvement over the 14 for one fifty six and one the first meeting. All right. Fair enough. Jake, what about you? I'm. Go- I know you said this wasn't supposed to be sexy because it's a tight end, but it's I'm, Robert Tanyan. I'm gonna have to break that rule because it is Robert Tanyan. <laughs> I talked about him at the top of the episode. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about doubling down on Tanyan. This is my way of trying to get him some some praise because he didn't get it for the Pro Bowl voting. Um, but he gets to play Tennessee, and yes, I know we already discussed how bad they are against wide receivers. They're not that great against tight ends either. They're really not that great just in general. And Tunyon does play a little bit more of a wide receiver role than most tight ends do against them. Um, so I would actually, not that I think either of those wide receivers you guys mentioned are bad plays, but I would rather start Tunyon above MVS and Lazard this week. Um, I think he has legitimate top five upside. He's gotten five targets and a touchdown in four of the last five games a touchdown in all of the last five games. Uh, so I think based on that alone, I'm I'm all about that Tunyon life this week. Hey, Jake, did you hear when they, after coming off his three-touchdown game, they interviewed him, and they said Aaron Rodgers calls him Bobby Tanyan, and they were like, well, what do you think about that nickname? And he said, he's Aaron Rodgers. He can call me whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect response. Way to go, Big Bob. I'll call him Big Bob to really boost his ego. Jake, did you like Funyuns growing up? I loved Funyuns. Because I always, Funyuns. yeah, because like I, I've never seen it. Has anybody said that? And I've been under a rock because I was like, why has no one ever made that joke? Like he's like uh, everybody likes no, Funyuns. No, the 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 Packers said his name is pronounced Tunyon like Funyun instead of just Onion. Oh, I, that, <laughs> that totally went over my head. <laughs> I'll just say no more brand names on the show. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, well, we will get to one that isn't that we do uh, talk about later on. What about you, John? Uh, let me just pull it up on my iPhone. Oh, sorry, Brad. No more brand new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, with tight ends, it feels like outside of the top three, everyone isn't started 75% of the time. So this really just yeah. turned into who do you think is going to have a good game? Fair and I, I think it's Higby. I think that it's going to be a sneaky shootout potential, even though the Rams have an allegedly good defense that gave up some work to the the Jets. The Seahawks still do have that offense. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to score. Both I think you mixed that up. Win. What's up? I think you mixed that up. No, I said the Rams looked a little exposed on defense. We were talking about Higby, though, right? Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of points getting 
Oh, oh I got you. The Eagles are going to score a lot of points. The Rams are going to have to score a lot of points. Stay with me, David. Come on. Sorry. My head's all over the place right now. But yeah, I think the potential's there. And Sean McVay shows in crucial position, uh, crucial possessions, he trusts the tight ends. Well, he's got to trust throwing it to ends. throwing it to Everett on fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brad? Yeah, for me, it's Logan Thomas. Um, he's seventy percent owned, and regardless of who the QB is this week, Washington runs a dink and dunk offense, and the tight end's a beneficiary of that. He's coming off of a 13-catch career high, and while I don't expect that to continue, I do think it, it does a lot for a QB to know that you've got a sure thing uh, as, a, as a safety valve. So I expect a lot of targets for him. Agreed. I'm going back to the Cleveland well, and I'm going to talk about Austin Hooper. The New York Jets have given up the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. In fact, there are 27 fantasy points clear of the next closest team. They've given up the most touchdowns and yards against tight ends. You always start your tight ends against the Jets. Higby is coming off of a what should be two touchdown game against them. One got called back. Hooper is the number one tight end in this offense. Had a touchdown last week, and Baker purposely ignored David Njoku in the end zone to throw it to a contested Jarvis Landry. So the fact that I don't think he's throwing it to Njoku, I think Austin Hooper is the one that catches a touchdown this week. I don't want to guarantee it, but I, I... I almost do want to give like a stamp of a guarantee because I, I don't have it exactly in front. I think Jets have given up tight end touchdowns in something like four or five consecutive weeks. So I'm I'm all in. I think Baker again throws two or three touchdowns in this game, and one of those is going to go to to Austin Hooper. So sorry, your tight end against the Jets. That's the moral of this story. Everybody agrees. I didn't Their think it was last year is Cardinals. I think. Right? Isn't that how that yeah. works? You started him last year against the Cardinals. You started him this year against the Jets. I think it was I the like Lions. That. I think it was the Lions before that. There's always that one team. There's always one. All right. Well, great discussion, gentlemen. With that being said, we're going to get to our question of the week. And our question of the week is sponsored by Shady Rays. Love me some Shady Rays. Love me some saxophone. That was incredible. Oh, that was just for (laughs) you, man. When your future is so bright, just like Jake's, one could say it's incredibly blinding. You need to make sure that you're armed with the best eyewear in the game to keep your peepers in check. What would that be, you ask? That's none other than Shady Rays. You trying to run, hike, surf the waves, heck, even writing impersonation ads for your podcasts. These shades are for you. Shady Rays wants you to own quality, polarizing, and affordable shades that you can wear for any occasion. Whether your sunglasses break, get scratched, lost, or anything under the sun, they'll replace that bad boy for you. For every order placed, Shady Rays donates 10 meals to Feeding America and have over 13 million donated meals to date. That's a lot of meals. If you like what you're hearing, use code TRIPLEPLAY at checkout and get 25% off an order of shades except the RX collections. And... Again, they're donating 13 million meals to date for hungry kids. You, you got to do that. You got you to gotta buy one. Again, for the people in the back, that's 25% off shades with the code triple play. Don't get blinded by your success. Use Shady Rays. All right, so our question of the week. If you were looking to coach a team, we're going to pretend we're, uh, we're coaching free agents and we're the hottest on the market. 
Every single opening for next year that's going to have an opening, that's Houston, Jacksonville, the Chargers, and the Jets. That's all pretty much guaranteed at this Bold point. Bold of you to assume Anthony Lynn is getting fired already. Come on, David. <laughs> I'm going to just go okay. out on a limb in that one. But those are the four openings. I'm curious which one you would take. So, Jake, you're the guest. I'll start with you. Where are you going for this one? Well, look, if somebody from an actual NFL organization is going to allow me into their building – even if it's just to fold towels, I, I would be very excited <laughs> about it. Uh, but if they're going to let me have free reign of a team, I want to go to the place that has their franchise starting quarterback already in place. So it's the Chargers for me, without a doubt. There's there's nothing probably more frustrating, I would assume, as a first-year head coach than having to deal with turmoil at the most important position in the uh, NFL lineup. So, yeah, it's definitely the Chargers. Um I I I don't know. I also think it's maybe presumptuous to assume Anthony Malin gets fired. Not because you're wrong about uh, what your heart feels on that, but because some organizations just don't learn, I think. And this this it's possible this is the situation here at the Chargers. But assuming that he does get uh, let go, I would love to jump in that saddle. Agree. They have a nice quarterback there. I figured that was going to be the most popular. I'm I'm interested if anybody goes in a different direction, starting with you, John. Uh, I had Houston. I mean, they have their franchise quarterback. And if you get convinced J.J. Watt to you know stick around, they have a great cornerstone of the defense. Um, plus, they've shown they'll give you a lot of leeway. They'll let you uh, you know do what you sort of want to do and then deal with the consequences later. So I think that freedom is important, too. And also, I know – Herbert's good and all, but I just I just can't get behind them. I think it's his last name, Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> the last name is what gets you off of the wanting to be on the Chargers. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and he still looks like I, a kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's the haircut. If he grows his hair out before next season, would you change your mind? And if he agreed <laughs> to never eat sherbet ice cream, so you never had to do a fat debacle, doesn't he have fine. acne though? Acne is such like a you're you're hating because of his acne. There are products no, that can I was just that asking. Up, Eric. I was asking. Jake's I learning mean, why you're the target of the show. I'm not <laughs> saying I wouldn't go against because of that. I'm just saying the acne. You also have a built-in ad space with Neutrogena that your quarterback can get paid for. So we I mean, said no, no brand. No, I meant I meant Neutrogena, which is actually the Brazilian <laughs> counterpart okay. to that Good popular cover. one. Brad, where are you going for this one? So for me, I think it's the Jags. Um, I think what I would do as as their GM is I would trade that number one pick. Um, I think they have too many holes to be a quarterback away, and you don't want to put yourself in a position like the Jets just had where they draft a quarterback in Darnold that they think has all the tools, and they're a terrible team, and he's probably not even going to get a second contract with them. So now they're, they're back worse than they were. So. I think the Jacks can get a haul for that pick and take one of the less heralded QBs. I think they've got enough holes to fill um, to, to use those assets wisely. And um, like Washington, they have no reason not to – or Washington would be a good a good uh, uh, team to trade with since they have no quarterback and they have a great defense and a lot of offensive weapons. So I think um, they've got a lot of suitors that they could get a haul from. So – let me ask you this, Brad. If you're the GM, are you taking anything less than the Robert Griffin Hall? Yeah, I'll take less than that because, I mean, I think the market kind of resets when you got a guy like 
um, uh, Hopkins getting traded for David Johnson and and pretty much nothing. Like it's it's hard to say, you know, if I can have a David uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins who I already know is a stud versus Lawrence who I think will be a stud. It's hard for me to get more than you know a few first rounders, but uh, if I can get that, I definitely take it. Thank you for bringing up that trade because that's all the more reason that you get to cho- you should choose Houston if you want to coach anywhere because they'll just let you do that and then but then you can get fired. Storm, <laughs> yeah, they let you do it. They didn't say that's, no. <laughs> that's another that's another reason why I wouldn't want to take the LA job because whoever takes that job it's going to be like the Cowboys, right? Like whoever takes that job they're expected to win and win now. Like it's it's kind of easier to take a cushy job like the Jags where you're expected to build something out and be, you know, by, by the end of your contract, you should be a playoff team. Like that's the hope, but it's always nicer to have lower expectations. Eric, where are you going? So I'm going to pick the one that wasn't chosen. And that's the Jets. Think about it. You have such a long leash. People are calling for Adam Gase to be fired. True. He's throwing coaches underneath the bus and everybody's getting fired but him. Think about how long of a leash you have. Now the fans, the fans have been suffering for a while. You have a 500 season and you're viewed as a hero. As long as you're not Adam Gase, people will love you. There's no expectations with this job. You're in a big market. You're probably going to get a lot of money thrown your way. Why wouldn't you pick the Jets? Especially since we're all newbies. We don't know football like that. We only know (laughs) fantasy football. You, you took it a little too literal. I don't think I could do anything remotely close. <laughs> I mean, I was getting, getting into the answer a little bit, but Jets so, are an easy one. I would have taken the Jets if they had had the number one pick. That would have actually been where I would have gone. But when they lost it, I went to Jacksonville. I'm taking my talents to, to – uh, it's not South Beach, but I'm taking it to South Florida, and I'm riding with Trevor Lawrence because when he looks good – I'm going to look good. I'm going to look like an offensive genius. I'm going to tailor the offense to what works for him. We're also going to have high draft picks in every round. You have DJ Chark already there. You have James Robinson, which, you know, maybe he's not the most flashy guy, but you can see he can get it done. So you have some nice pieces there. You got to rebuild that defense, but you have high draft picks every single round to work on it. You have a lot of cap space because they basically let all their free agents go. Like you, you literally can build from scratch literally no pressure in Jacksonville and you have the arguably the, the best quarterback to come out in the last 10 years on your team that you're going to be tied to. He's your quarterback. I don't know how that there's no pressure and you have cap space and you have an amazing quarterback prospect. I don't know how it gets better than that. Imagine Trevor Lawrence drafted by a team with a really good defense and a number one corner and a great defensive end and Jacksonville traded them all. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we wouldn't be doing that under my watch. We actually would be building. <laughs> Plus, I mean, that division isn't like, there's not like a Titan. On, well, I didn't mean that literally, but there's not like a, a, there's not someone on top that can't be taken down. And also, if you take the Chargers job, you're pretty much almost always going to be fighting for second place every year because Mahomes is most likely going to win that division every year. He's healthy, if you think about it. So well, not until we, there's a third year of tape on him and then he's going to look bad. Ah, that's the thing. That's the thing. But so. what if I win one week against the Chiefs with Mahomes there? I am a golden god from that point forward. So <laughs> I gotta look at that upside. That's true. You'll be talked about for coach of the year just from that one win. I like it. Well, great choices from everybody. 
Let's go to our last segment, and that's our game of the week. And this game is called Guess the Voice. And so, Jake, since you're the master of impersonations, I'm going to play 10 NFL players' voices. And what we're going to do is we'll go round robin, starting with, you know, I'll start with Jake, then John, then Brad, then Eric, then John will lead off the next one, just like kind of how we did with the discussion. And you're going to guess who that player is. And whoever gets the highest score out of 10 is going to win. Simple enough. Is this multiple choice? Are we getting any hints? No hints. I will tell you that as I look in my notes here, that there is one, two, three players that are not quarterbacks. There are two players on this list that are retired, but they are very (sighs) memorable retired players that have retired in the last two or three years. Okay. This is going to be a tough one, Davey. Some of them are very distinct. Okay. Football players aren't like basketball players. You don't hear them talk quite as much. No, I love it. I love it, David. Great game. We haven't even played it yet. All right. We try to think of new games to fit our guests. So I feel this would be a good one for Jake. So here we go with the first one. Yes. And in some ways, no. Um, I mean, yes. And the fact that, you know, I just. All right, they're only about 10-second clips. So, Jake, starting with you, who do you think that is? Hang on, hang on, Dave, Dave, Dave. Before we let anybody go, from here on out, I think this is this game is better if we buzz in. Would you all rather go the buzz in route? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'll buzz. I'll buzz first. No, this, this, one, will go, this one will go around. This one, this, one will, this one will go around, and then after that, we'll, we'll buzz in, to be fair. We'll buzz in with our names. Okay, go ahead, Jake. Who do you think this is? Man, you guys are a lot more confident than I am about this. I don't think I have the ear that you think I have here. I don't know. Is this uh, is this Cam Newton? Cam Newton's the guest. John, where are you going? Is this Tom Brady? Brad? Tom Brady. Eric? Tom Brady. The correct answer is Tom Brady. So... Them three are on the board. We will buzz in with names. You have to wait for me to pause the video before you can buzz in. Okay? Fair enough? All right. Fair. All right. So Tom Brady, this first one, here we go with number two. China has allowed me to do that. So pardon the smoke, pardon the wine, but. Cam Newton. All right, Eric, go ahead. Cam Newton. That is correct. The answer is Cam Newton. Brad, is that what you're going to say? Uh, it was. Jake, are we losing you? I was just, I, you know, it was one too early. That's all it was. I, I had it right there. When you said it, like, I was like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> all right, we'll go to number three. And right now it is Eric has got two. Brad has one. John has one. Uh, Jake is here. Front, they can oh, get- sorry. Let me. That was my fault. Uh, defensive front, they can get to the quarterback, and if you can, if you can somehow disrupt Tom Brady, you got a chance. And they, they... Ooh, that sounds familiar. Um, I'll give you guys a hint if no one can guess it. I'll play it again. Play it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, defensive front, they can get to the quarterback, and if you can, if you can somehow disrupt Tom Brady, you got a chance. And they, they... oh my I guess. gosh, I knew that. I'll I'll go. I'll go. Oh, Jake can go. He had his finger. Go ahead, Jake. Is this Eli Manning? 
Boom! That's who I was going to guess. You got it. Wow. That was nice. I could not. It was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't get it out. Jake, you can just you can just say your name to Buzz and you got raise your hand. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't know how close to school this was. So. <laughs> no, nah, dude, this is, I'm a teacher, but we're breaking all the rules tonight. So it's all good. That is the answer. Eli Manning, Jake is on the board. We have 2111 going into question four. Here we go. Hit me in there on pretty much everything. Um, just anything to make you feel better, the pain. And- Eric, it. go ahead. Lamar Jackson. Incorrect. Uh, I'll oh, play that was it. a good guess. That sounded I'll, like him the second time. I'll play it again for you guys. Eric, Am I out, right? Okay. You're out in, until they all get a guess. Have me in there on pretty much everything. Um, just anything to make you feel better, the pain. And- I have no idea. Deshaun yeah, Watson. I don't know either. All right. Jake is incorrect. You guys have both have no idea. I'll give you guys a yeah. hint. No idea. All right. Well, if you're getting a hit, can I get back in? Yeah, you can get back in. He he's a wide receiver that plays in the AFC. Is that Hopkins? Incorrect. Hopkins in the NFC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I completely disregarded the. Uh, Eric, go ahead. Tyreek Hill. Incorrect. I will give you guys a second hint. <laughs> Anybody can buzz no, no, in. We, we don't get it. Just give us the answer. Yeah. This is the last thing I'll give you. He plays in the AFC North. Eric. Go ahead. Odell Beckham. That is correct. It is Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. Not a very distinct voice. No, not at all. So we'll move. Eric's got 3 one, one. Here we go. Absolutely. But that would not be a factor in okay. me coming back to play or not. If I, if I'm, if I can. I'll play it Jake. one more time. Oh, good. Is that Gronk? Is it Gronk? That is incorrect. John. Go ahead. Is that Drew Brees? That is correct. It is Drew Brees. I was going to play it again, but you got it. Nice job. Good call. All right. So, well, I, I thought it was. I'm. I'm going to pull the trigger now because I thought it was Eli Manning until we ran through it the second time and I didn't buzz in quick enough. <laughs> That's all. All right. So it's three. Eric, two for John and one for Brad and Jake each. Here we go to the next one. Um, I thought, you know, based on the, the throw that uh, it was going to be a tough catch. Oh, wow. And then I didn't. Eric. <laughs> Rogers. I was hoping Jake would get it first. I know he knew it. It just he didn't buzz in quick enough. <laughs> I was waiting for it to finish. I just get so entranced when I hear him talk, you know. <laughs> that is good old A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. I think everybody knows that one. Let's go to the next one. You, rap, you know, rapid fire down there. So it's pretty fascinating. And then obviously went to Carnival and had a good time. And it's... Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Is that Gronk? Show me Gronk. No. <laughs> All right. Play it again. You, rap, you know, rapid fire down there. So it's pretty fascinating. And then obviously went to Carnival and had a good time. And it's Eric, go ahead. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that is correct. It is oh, Russell wow. Wilson. Chicken, right? You feel? I heard Carnival, so I, I guessed Gronk. But then <laughs> he said it, I was like, all right, you got it. I believe we have, if I look on the list, we have 
uh, three more for you guys. Eric is killing it right now, but let's see if you guys can get the last three. Here we go. Right, you feel me? So if it was me, Brad. or if I, oh, yeah. oh damn it, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll go next after Brad. Technically, yeah. Brad broke the rules. Yeah, let's give let it. it yeah. I'm going to award this one to Jake automatically. It's Marshawn, though, right? We can all. It is. It is yeah. Marshawn Lynch. He was the only voice I didn't hear before it ended. Before the thing actually was ended, so he gets the goods for that one. All right, next one. Was playing soccer, so I was like, "Oh, that's how you start using CBD playing soccer." Yeah, but I literally went. John. All right. I heard <laughs> that John. <was> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is Rob Grunkowski. A couple early. <laughs> nice job. We got our last one on here. Here we go. It's kind of tough to wait for you to stop playing. It is. Well, since you guys wanted me to buzz in, that's the only fair way to do it. Here we go. Last one. Play when you're talking about a contract, uh, never just look at the money. Never just look at the is what what people see or the. Eric, go ahead. Lamar, incorrect. You are straight on Lamar. Jake, is that Steve Smith? Is not Steve Smith. Good guess though. I'll play it again. About a contract, uh, never just look at the money. Never just look at the is what what people see or the. John. John. Is that Deshaun Watson? You guys are getting warmer. It's not Deshaun Watson. I'll play it one more time. Play when you're talking about a contract. Uh, never just look at the money. Never just look at the Eric. What what people? Eric. Kyler Murray. Incorrect. I'll give you guys a hint. He's a quarterback in the NFC. Who in the NFC is talking about playing for Teddy a contract? Bridgewater. Incorrect. <laughs> Eric should get negative points because he's just yeah, been guessing no. so much. <laughs> Too bad it ain't I should have put that in there just for his rules. He's a quarterback yeah. that's trying to earn a contract in the NFC. It's very public about it. Dak. You didn't buzz uh, in with your name, but yes. John will buzz in and take Go ahead, John. <laughs> Dak. <laughs> it is Dak Prescott. Nice job. Unfortunately, Mr. Rude Eric ended up actually taking the game, which I'm not happy about. If my soundboard was back up, I would have booed the crap out of him off the stage. So, but as customer Eric gets his 10 to 15 second FaceTime for winning the game, and then we're going to sign Jake out of here. So go ahead, Eric. Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank everybody on this show for being a good sport besides David. Um, 49ers tank the next couple weeks, and I want to give the rest of my time to Jake. All right, well, John, you can edit that part out. Uh, Jake, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. It was a ton of fun for us to have you here. Uh, can you let our listeners know where they can find you, the stuff you're working on, anything you'd like to plug, all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, thanks for bringing me on this. This was a lot of fun, even though uh, I was miserable at that game. I still had a great time. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's my name. Just search for Jake Trowbridge. I'm out there. Uh, our fantasy podcast, Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football, is also out there. You can search for that, too. Uh, it's on Twitter, at Drinking Fantasy. Uh, I don't have anything to promote outside of that. I'm not doing anything else besides goofing around on Twitter. He's a great follow. If you'd like to know like more fantasy football, puts out great information. He's also incredibly funny. Make you laugh on a Sunday when everybody's stressing out over their lineups. Wait, Does- Jake. You haven't Inter- interrupt me while I'm plugging him. Go ahead. Yeah, I won the game. It's fine. 
Jake, you haven't done a voice for us this episode. We need to hear one. That's true. Do you guys have any any suggestions, requests? I, I can't think of anything top the of my mind. best one you can do. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, I, my voice is a little shot, so let me, I can do a Sandler pretty okay, I think. Okay. You guys want Adam Sandler? Yeah, let yeah. me hear it. Uh, so it was uh, it was very cool uh, of you guys to bring me on to this podcast. I enjoy myself. I think you guys are all pretty swell. And uh, if you ever want to bring me back on, just let me know. But give me some advance notice. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was spot on. Wow. And I tried to do impersonations in the intro. Thanks for waiting till the end so I don't didn't feel as bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I, I mean, I already knew you did a good Charlie from It's Always Sunny, so that, that was really good. But, again, make sure you follow Jake. Like I said, it's his name, at Jake Trowbridge. Awesome, awesome follow. Everybody listening, we appreciate you listening, watching. Wish you the best of luck in Championship Week 16.